0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Hiddad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, Especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in, uh, let's go somewhere different today, Denham Springs, Louisiana.
1: Man, that would be so weird.
0: Yeah, be weird if anything good was there, huh? I don't know. Uh, careful. I know. I know. I got to. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> Wherever you live in our great state or any great state, if you want strange brew coffee every each and every morning, you just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Oh, by the way, it's the number one rated coffee in the city of Starkville. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter, we got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that maybe you don't have anywhere else. They've got the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Not just clothes, but in a lot more stuff than that. They've got stuff for the house. They've got stuff for the uh, the car, stuff for your tailgate. So whatever it is, whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by, Fle- Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell. You can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Start Bulls flagship restaurant. This is graduation weekend. Everybody getting that last meal in at Restaurant Tyler before they head home for the summer, taking out your grads. Great stuff there. Congrats to all the graduates of Mississippi State University. Very, very well-deserved. And, of course, what else is well-deserved is the plaudits and the, the lauds and the, the, the compliments you get at Restaurant Tyler because it is the best restaurant in town. So check it out. Next time you're here or anytime you're here, head over to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com, find a location near you, and open an account today. We talk all the time about shopping local and eating local on this show. Banking local is also very, very important. You want to have a relationship with your bank. That way, if you need to talk about taking out a loan, you're talking to people you know and they know you. Everything done locally at Priority One Bank. The Priority One Bank app, you know this if you're already a customer. Easy to use, streamlined. And it does a lot more than just help you move your money around. Check them out at priorityonebank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hubby Falk and I have covered this Mississippi State team all season long. We've covered Mississippi State sports for a number of years. And we promise you, at the end of the day, we do know some things about Mississippi State sports, but not enough, evidently. Not enough. Because in maybe the most surprising result of the college baseball season. Mississippi State goes down to Baton Rouge and gets two games, including one where they were down nine runs in the in the fifth inning, and takes the series from the second-ranked LSU Tigers. Um, behind in both games that they came back to win. Um, after getting run-ruled on a Friday night, I mean, we got it wrong. There's no question about that, but how Robbie, how did we get it so wrong?
1: Well, I mean this is baseball, man. I think that Thank we God. well I mean this is this is the thing. I mean we get the inevitable after state wins a series like, well, they sure showed you, and you know you're finally you're, you're being positive about something. Here's the deal. we're going to talk about things how we see it, and we've seen Mississippi state show us, you know, kind of who they are for the better part of this season. But I thought what you saw on Saturday and Sunday was a team that was playing, I think, for themselves. We, we, we talked about this. Um, about, I think it was after the Ole Miss series. Like, this team was playing for itself. It was playing for the name on the jersey. They were playing hard. I mean, they, they were playing spirited. They're playing like a team that wasn't ready to give up just yet. Friday night, I didn't think we saw that. I thought Friday night they didn't play uh, particularly well. I mean, they were going up against a you know the best pitcher in college baseball right now, um, but at the same time, I didn't think that they came out and played incredibly well in that ball game. The last two days, you saw a team with a, with tremendous fight at the plate. I thought they pitched it well enough. I thought you got some really good innings out of the bullpen, um, and a good close there by Aaron Nixon. The defense played hard. I just thought that it was just kind of an effort thing for Mississippi State this weekend. They didn't have the effort last week against Arkansas. They did this weekend, and you kind of see how it plays out when you play hard. You play hard, and anything can happen. I mean, this is an LSU team that I still believe is very beatable. Um, They're not playing to their capabilities. Uh, They're not playing to the level that – You know, we all thought they would play with the amount of money that they spent on this roster, but they are a beatable team, and I thought Mississippi State proved that this weekend, and State is still alive. You know, Ole Mm -hmm. Miss is out of the hunt. Ole Miss is done. They're the only team that's done at this point. State still has a shot here. Mm
0: -hmm. Not going to go full things that are true here, but you hit on some of them there. You hit on some things that I want to point out that, one – the biggest difference between this weekend and last weekend was was effort. Last weekend when State got down, that you could you could sort of feel they gave up. You could see it in, in the way they played. This weekend, not the case at all. And I don't know if that's Lamonis just laying into them or, or finding a way to motivate them or what. Or maybe they just found a way themselves. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that that's what happened. I know that two, in the last two weekends that Butch Thompson – and uh Crystal have given you the game plan on how to beat LSU. You do not put your number one guy out there against Paul Skeens. You you save him for Saturday or you save him for game two of a regional, of a super regional. And you let the the only exception I would make, Robbie, is if I was Southern Miss, I'm gonna go throw Tanner Hall against them. If oh, I have a, a qualified ace, I'll go, I'll go against Skeens. Otherwise, absolutely not. And then the other thing we learned was about LSU. The only thing that is true is that is not a national championship looking team. Mm-hmm. They, they are, I think we sort of got some tunnel vision. You know, the last two years, we've had these dominant conference t- seasons, right? Arkansas two years ago, Tennessee last year. Neither one won the national title, but they were, the, they were the team throughout the season. And I think we just kind of wanted to anoint LSU that this year. And you remember their first, what, seven series, six series? They didn't sweep anybody. Then they swept Alabama and Ole Miss. And now they've lost two series in a row. They're a good team. Could they win the national title? They could. But they're not this unbeatable juggernaut that's going to have the, the big target on their back when they come. I mean, they'll actually, you know, right now, they're going to drop to probably fifth or sixth in the polls this week. And so yeah. they, it may actually be good for them when you get right to it. But that being said... They 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 are not they are not anything close to what Tennessee was last season.
1: No, you got to be. If you're an LSU fan, I think if you look at what they're saying right now, they are concerned. You have to be seriously concerned about this team because you know you can win that first game with Paul Skeens, but that's not. I mean, that's just something that that kind of gives you an upper hand whenever you go into the rest of a regional or super regional or even an Omaha. It doesn't guarantee you anything. After Paul Skeens, it's, it's uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know it's what you team. do. I don't know what you do. I mean, they don't. The guy that they threw on uh, Saturday was okay. Yeah, I thought he. You know, he pitched it okay. Mm-hmm. It was two to two, going into like the sixth or seventh inning or whatever it was. Right. So their their number two guys all right. Their bullpen is a mess. Yeah. Um. And the number three guys, you know, that's that's kind of a struggle too. But I. I think when you look at uh, – I don't think you can p- compare this team to a, a Tennessee and Arkansas, just like you said. I, I saw some people saying that this is, you know, Tennessee from last year. Tennessee was flat dominant the entire year. Yes. They had a bad weekend in that Super Regional. Um, was it the Super? Yeah, it was the Super. It was the Super. They lost to Notre Dame. They had a bad weekend. Before that, I mean, this that was a team that they had the starting pitching, they had the bullpen. They had three starters that – you could you felt, come out there and dominate anybody. Mm-hmm. They had the bullpen, and they had the lineup. Right now, you look at LSU, they have a starting pitcher that you feel great uh, against anybody, and you have an offense that can hit anybody. And other than that, it's, it's not a good recipe for a national championship team. You look at that that Ole Miss team last year, they got hot at the plate at the right time, but that was a team that had found itself in the pitching mound. Yeah. State did the same thing in 2021. They get the pitching and they got the defense. To me, that is the that is the most important thing you have to have in the postseason. Is several guys that you feel like can go out there and give you five six innings in a bullpen, and you have to play clean defense. And it's kind of scary for LSU when you look at that and you say, you know, what happens if we get shut down for a few innings at the plate? That's what happened against State. they stopped scoring in the fourth or fifth inning. They couldn't score anymore. Yeah, and I mean, State continued to score.
0: It was thirteen to four in the fifth, and then it finished fourteen to thirteen. So
1: yeah, you're, did you're right. not score again.
0: You hit on something there. You, you think about State's national title, right? It was built around Bednar, Houston Harding, and Landon Sims. All right, now you had Preston Johnson who delivered you some big innings here and there, uh, but those you know having two starters to rely on, and then the guy at the back end who you knew would close the game. That's the difference. Ole Miss last year, Delucia and Hunter Elliott emerged, became basically unhittable, and they had Ryan Malletz there at the end of the game, or Josh Malletz, I'm sorry, at the end of the game. Who was Brandon
1: the, Johnson was solid? Brandon Johnson
0: and even uh, Jack Doherty. Year, gave them solid innings. That's that's how you win a national title. And for LSU, you said something on the message board that I very much agree with that when they you look at LSU in the way they obviously spent in the portal, and don't let anybody tell you that they didn't. They would have been, you know. Tommy White was kind of like, you know, you already had a, 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 a nice house, but you decided to get, you know, and you had a, you had a nice car, but you decided to go out and get a Lamborghini just just because mm-hmm. you had the money. They didn't need Tommy White. They needed another pitcher. They needed some more pitchers and some more pieces in that bullpen. And instead, they went and got Tommy White. That their offense is just just fine without Tommy White. They're still winning yeah. games, but they could use some more pitching right now. And that's what that's what's hurting. Uh, LSU more than anything. Getting back to Mississippi State. Obviously, when you have a situation like this and you get a couple of wins you don't expect against a really good team, people are going to wonder, what does that mean for Chris um, you know, Obviously, nothing's decided on that front as of yet. People are going to say he saved his job this weekend. Some people are going to say it doesn't matter. I, I, I lean more towards the it doesn't matter, and I'm not saying that because I think Chris Limones is going to get fired. I don't know the if he is or not. What I'm saying is you can't make base decisions off of one series and one game. You have to base it off where is the program as a whole? Where is it going? Are you going to get it going in the right direction again? You have to ask those questions. And if Zach someone believes Chris Limonis can do that, he's going to keep his job. And if he doesn't, then he's going to get fired. And what happened this weekend is kind of irrelevant. It's a great moment. It's a great win for the team. It's good to see them show some fight. It means you think next weekend against Texas A&M, maybe they can go out there and play spoiler a little bit, maybe find a way to Hoover if things go their way against, with Missouri and, and Georgia. But in the big picture to me, this is just it's, it's a nice, fun weekend for the team, but does it make any change as to what this program is right now? No, it does not. One more thing that I know you want—I know you're going to say it if you have not because we talk about it every year. Somehow, state hasn't beaten LSU in Starville since what 2006 hasn't hasn't won a series since 2006. I think it is something like that.
1: It's 03, I think.
0: It's it's something way back, and yet they've won three of the last four series now in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's crazy. It's
1: crazy. They're it's insane. Thing. They're the only team since 2016 that has won three series in Baton Rouge, and I, the, I mean this is a team that I mean it's. it's it's usually hard to win there. I mean, they've only lost five games there coming in the weekend. Yeah. The entire year, they have not lost a single series, and they played some good teams. They uh, they they beat uh, Arkansas there, I think. Um, so I mean, they, it hasn't been you know, it hasn't been an easy place to win. The state has won won there three times in the last four trips, and that's really it's it's really bizarre that they cannot win at home. I don't understand it, but that's just been the thing. I mean, and a lot of teams kind of relish going on the road and playing in those kind of environments. Sometimes it's easier to go on the road and win series than it is at home, which is kind of you know it, it seems like that would be backwards, but that's how it plays out sometimes, especially in those big time environments.
0: Right. What do you think about what I was saying before that, though, with with Limonis, That what this doesn't affect this this series does not affect Zach Zellman's decision.
1: Um, to a certain, to a certain extent, it might. Okay. And and the reason I say that is you have to take a measured approach here with this decision. You have to look at the state of the program. And if the state of the program, if you determine that it is unhealthy and there's no way back from it, then you've got to make a change. You you cannot afford to have another Terrible year next year, because if you do that, it can be even worse next year. And then you get yourself into a position where you're talking about maybe a you know, multiple year rebuild. So I think this weekend could could play in Lamonis' favor, because if you turn around this, this next weekend and you play Texas A&M, and say you sweep Texas A&M, somehow get into the SEC tournament, you're starting to show – signs of life, the program is starting to show signs of maturity a little bit, players are um, happy, you got a good nucleus returning next year, then you can say to yourself, okay, maybe it makes sense if he can go out here and get a great pitching coach, maybe you can save this. But like I said, if you don't feel like the program is in that position where it can be saved with Chris Simonis, and you feel like you're just delaying the inevitable, then you've got to make a move. Um, I want to see what happens this weekend. I want to see if they can get in the SEC tournament and make a little bit of a run and show some signs of life. If they come out this next weekend, and they and it it's pretty apparent that this was a fluke. Then I think it's it's probably time to be looking at your other options. But I, I do think that this has gained Lamona's a little bit more uh, reprieve with with some people. Mm-hmm. Because you went on the road and beat the number two team in the country, and you showed a lot of fight doing it. But last weekend was just, you know, such a downer with Arkansas, just to not even be in, be competitive. Yeah, I, I think that that really got that really rubbed people the wrong
0: way. And that was at home too. I mean, yeah, you know, that's what everybody saw. So it's interesting. No, it's
1: just a, it's a you know you're in you're in a little bit of a dilemma here. Yeah, I mean, you really are. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, it's tough to look at a program two years after a national championship and say it's time to go get a new coach. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen very often. But this is not. This isn't something that happens very often either, where a team has completely dropped to the bottom. And it, it looks like state might not finish last in the SEC. I guess that's a plus.
0: I guess that's that's a given at this point, is it not? Uh. They have eight wins. Ole Miss has six. I guess now swept. Ole, Ole Miss can sweep, yeah. And State got swept. That yeah, okay. And
1: I, you know, I don't. Know. Seems unlikely. Don't know can, yeah, Alabama's playing pretty good baseball right now. Ole Miss is
0: not. Oh, they was trying to get in the NCAA tournament too. I mean, they're they're not a lock, right? What you mean so? Um, interesting thoughts on on Lamona, sir. I don't necessarily know that I agree with you, but I, I understand where you're coming from on that for sure. Let's, uh, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. I had beef for dinner tonight. Had a, for, uh, for Mother's Day, I cooked my wife a delicious... I got a four and a half pound prime rib and cooked that Ooh. thing up. Ooh, it was good. Some twice-baked potatoes, some green beans. And then, I, don't, I didn't tell you this, I, I baked for the first time ever this weekend. She wanted brownies, so I had to make brownies. And they Ooh. came out okay. I was, I was pleased. I was worried. I was like, I've never done this before, but it came out okay. But the beef, obviously, was the star of the show, and it should be the star of any table. All you've got to do is cook it. Grill it, roast it, fry it up in a pan. Whatever you want to do, you know you're going to be eating good if you're eating beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I have great news for Mississippi State fans. So here's the deal. I've been telling you for years about Two Brothers, about how it's it's so good, how the barbecue is outstanding, how they've got a lot more than just barbecue on the menu. they got all this great stuff. And you guys have responded. You've been going there and eating there and telling us about your great experiences there. But now you go a little bit further because now Two Brothers is now a supporter of the Bulldog Initiative. They are a business that is supporting the Bulldog Initiative. So when you eat there, your money is going to Mississippi State athletes and it's going to NIL. So that's an easy
1: way. To support I mean, this is, I mean, how can Two Brothers get even better? They
0: found a way. They found a way. So head over to Two Brothers and help support Mississippi State Athletics by enjoying some smoked Southern soul food. Great products and great services what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for the past 48 years. So when you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. They'll hook you up with the best names, For In technology, in copiers, and printers, and computers, laptops, mailing and information systems. Then if you need service, you just call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center that's got you on hold for 30 minutes, no out-of-state technician. It's all done here in the state of Mississippi, and a lot of times they're going to help you on that very same day. Your business can't afford to wait, and Advantage Business Systems, you don't have to. 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business the rogue and their collegiate collection might be a good week to buy an m over s polo you know if you work around a lot of lsu fans might be time you know you're in the jackson area just stopping over at the Rogue, grab you an m over s and maybe you're going to wear that a couple times this week I, I, I don't know i'm just i'm just spitballing here seems like a good idea to me though. and of course we, we just mentioned it with two brothers when you shop at the rogue you are support shopping at a bulldog initiative business they support the bulldog initiative they support bulldog athletes. So you're spending your money, and it's going right back into Mississippi State athletes. That's a good set sign and a good setup for you. Shop at The Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Louva Wine Bar, that's the place to be this summer. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere every night out. Sitting out there on that porch enjoying some incredible curated wines and foods. They have the flatbreads that nobody else in the city of Starkville has. And if you're a big fan of charcuterie, which I'll just go ahead and tell you that I am, you you want to get me going in the right direction, cured meats is is the way. I'll follow that. And, of course, like I've mentioned many times, that's a place that has an incredible selection of wines, all curated by a master sommelier, and they have craft cocktails. If you're not a wine person, don't feel bad. You're not going to be left out. They've got great drink specials. Each and every night. 509 University Drive. Make a reservation at their Facebook page or just stop in and join them at Luva Wine Bar. Play a song. <laughs> So, Robbie, we, we were going to talk about basketball recruiting anyway, and then Chris Jans really forced the issue on us. So let's start. Let's go back to Friday as Mississippi State picks up a commitment from uh, West Virginia center uh, Jimmy Bell. Now, he is a player that started every game for the Mountaineers a season ago, and, and they were an NCAA tournament team. Uh, his stats, maybe not overwhelming. Uh, five Five points, five rebounds a game. Not a particularly great shooter, but Mississippi State is going to need a second big man. Uh, We've been talking about it for weeks that you know Tolu Smith. When his decision is made, when if Tolu Smith stays, Will McNair is going to go. If (laughs) Tolu Smith goes, Will McNair is going to stay. But either way, you need a second big man. So state went out. I mean, I want you to. This is the recruiting job that you need to be paying attention to. State went out and got a starter from a Power Five school that made the tournament last year, and has signed him. To be a backup. That's good recruiting. Pretty good job by Chris Chance. That's a good piece. And so, you know, that's that's great. Sounds good. Bring him on.
1: Yeah, I think I think Go people got so like people looked at the stats and thought this guy's gonna like replace Taylor Smith or something, and that's that's not the case. He's been brought in to basically be Will McNair, like you said. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the production, to me, it's an upgrade for Mississippi State if they are able to get in uh, Taylor Smith, right, for one more season, which
0: we're going to talk about in just a second here. So that's a good good pickup, and you think, okay, we'll see what the rest of the weekend brings, or what the rest of the way brings for the portal. And then Chris Jans goes out and makes a statement and brings in a player by the name of Andrew Taylor, a six foot three shooting guard from Marshall University, another tournament team. I mean, this is a guy who averaged 25-5 and 5 for the Marshall Thundering Herd last year. He shot 37% from deep. He was a guy with offers from a lot of Power 5 programs, including Kentucky and Indiana. Ole Miss wanted him very badly. Chris Jans wins that recruiting battle. This is a guy that can. You, I would plug him into the starting lineup immediately, and he'll be a huge piece Mississippi State. This is the kind of transfer Mississippi State did not get a season ago that they desperately needed. Now they have him.
1: Yeah. Not only can this guy shoot, I mean, he can score basically all three levels. And on top of that, good passer, pretty good defender. I mean, it's it's not a guy that you're bringing in just to be a spot up shooter or whatever, like you were basically with Eric Reed, and it just didn't work out. You should be able to get a lot of things out of this guy, and he can be your point guard and all that. I just I feel like this is a this is the kind of game changer type transfer guy that state needed, and I know there was a lot of unrest within the fan base. You know what? What are we doing in the portal? Is Chris Jans missing out? Um, you know, does he have a clue what he's doing? They go out there. They had basically two spots, and I think they have they can make room for one more uh, Jalen Sellers who they brought in last week. Mm-hmm. So this potentially has a chance to be a massive upgrade for Mississippi State offensively with the roster that they're putting together this year because they're returning a good portion of last year's team and they're adding some big pieces. And I feel like um, Taylor's just a huge commitment to get a guy like that mm-hmm. that can score um, from all three levels and really change things for you and change the scout of this team next year. That's, that's what they've been needing. And I thought Chris Jans was, has been very selective with what he's doing, he's looking for the exact right fit uh, for those two spots and potentially three spots. And so far, he's hit at a high percentage here. Um, you know, he's got a, a couple of moves to make still, and that includes Tolu Smith. But as of right now, I mean, this looks like a this is like a roster that's really building into a contender.
0: Yeah, this is a guy who who entered the portal on the fifth, and. Uh commits to Mississippi State five days later. So, I mean, that's a that's a great job by, by Chris Jans to fight off some big-time programs uh, for this guy's signature. I'm trying to find the, the list that he that was tweeted out here. Uh, oh, yeah, he had just yeah. about everybody
1: a couple yeah, here weeks it is. ago. This is
0: from everybody's favorite guy, John Rothstein. Stay hungry, stay humble. State, Indiana, Ole Miss, Auburn, Utah, Michigan, Kentucky, Florida, Kansas State, Pitt, Miami. These are all tournament teams. Uh, Xavier, LSU, not a tournament team, but still, Florida State, Wichita State, Memphis, Louisville. He had a ton of, of interest, and Mississippi State got him. That's a great job by Chris Chance. One other thing to talk about, though, with Andrew Marshall, I'm sorry, Andrew uh, Taylor, is this quote here from? And this, I'm I'm going to rip off our friend Paul Jones here, uh, who wrote the uh, the commitment article, spoke with Taylor, and got the quotes. I was around Tolu and Mook, who is a uh, Cameron Matthews on my visit. They are great guys. They told me it was a great place to be. Tolu had a big year and bigger than he expected last season. said he trusted Coach Jans in the process and said everything worked out like Coach Jans said it would. I know I'm going to follow the coach's plan, too. Now, we'll go back to football, and I remember when Dylan Johnson was sort of in the portal, and he was around on recruiting visits and stuff like that. But if Tolu Smith is talking to these guys and, and, and participating like that, that's a great sign for Mississippi State that he is indeed going to come back for one more run.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned it last week. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but um, I think he's getting back-channeled by several schools, Mm -hmm. um, but basically in the SEC and beyond for potential NIL deals. People are trying to get him to enter the portal, and so far he hasn't really uh, bid on that. I don't expect him to go – pro. I think he's going to be playing college basketball next year. And I think it's going to be at Mississippi state, but that's basically what they're waiting on at this point is just for him to formally announce that he's returning or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, I, I would be pretty surprised if he wasn't back with Mississippi state uh, this year. I I think that you have a, a pretty good shot at keeping him in that, makes for a roster that's going to be top five in the SEC next year. Yeah. What they got returning and what they're adding.
0: The NCA early entry withdrawal deadline is the thirty-first of this month. So we got a little while to wait, maybe, but I feel like Tolu's probably going to make that decision before I don't think he's going to wait till the last minute. If he, if he does, it means he's probably going. So if we get to like the 29th or the 30th, I'll start telling you I think Tolu's going. But if it happens, I think it, it's going to happen sooner than that, it will it, and that will probably be a good news. Mississippi State, really big transfer, and you mentioned Jalen Sellers, another big time shooter scorer that State had on an official visit this weekend. Uh, they feel like they they may be in in the driver's seat for that one as well. That would be another big signing uh, for Mississippi State. We'll see if they can make that uh, happen. All right, plenty to talk about football wise this weekend. I guess we'll have to talk some baseball. They brought every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. So we'll talk about some baseball. We'll do football. We've got our, our, our SEC preview tomorrow, but it's not really the SEC, but we'll talk about the Oklahoma Sooners on tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll definitely get some uh, some more college football uh, talk going around, and uh, we'll see what else happens uh, and what we need to talk about this week. Guys, have a great Monday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Supertalk. This is